The Persistent and Nasty Podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. The Persistent and Nasty podcast has teamed up with We Edition to offer our listeners 25% off monthly subscription. Head over to We Edition and type in NASTY, all capital letters, 25 at checkout. I have said it before, I will say it again. We Edition really are the future of casting. And also you can make money while being a member on the site. You can um, be a scene partner for people and you can help with accents. You can just generally help each other out. And it's a really important thing for us to do, especially during these times and just a lovely way to have community. Our other offer for our listeners is still with Backstage. Backstage are offering our actors 12 months free subscription. You heard that right, 12 months free. If you follow the link in the description box for casting directors, you can post free castings when you type in persistent and nasty at checkout. Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast. Elaine here. How are you all doing? Hope you're keeping well. Hope you're keeping warm because it is very cold in the UK right now. In fact, most places have had snow this week. But what a beautiful week it's been. Snow and sunshine and lifted the mood, I'm sure, for all of us. Well, tomorrow is Galentine's Day. And since it is Galentine's Day and Misha and Louise and I can't be together, we thought we'd give you a wee throwback to some episodes when we were together in person or we've been together online. So we cover everything from the patriarchy to the benefits of amazing, true and powerful friendships to a little bit of fun from Halloween and the question on everyone's lips should be, has Misha done her homework? Only to find out... You can follow us on all social media, Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty and you can always send us a wee email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com. For those of you who are wishing to support, the PayPal link is in the bottom of the description in the episode. We are truly grateful for all of you who have done so and continue to do so. You really are incredible. So, as I say, it's a fun one, it's a bit of a mixture, it's a mixed bag, but no matter what you're doing, I hope that tomorrow for Galentine's you let your friends know how important they are. Um, I know for me, to all of my friends, I adore you, I wouldn't get through life without you. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your life. And thank you listeners for allowing me to chat and ramble to you. We love you all. So, get yourself a a wee hot chocolate, maybe. Yeah, a wee hot chocolate. Get some marshmallows and some cream on that as well. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. I can't believe it's only continued from there. It's not even like that was the end. That really what, like, it feels like looking at everything that we've kind of faced and dealt with, I can't believe there's been more cases and scenarios and stories that we've heard I've gone 
I thought we'd covered this. I honestly, I mean, I know I'm young and I know that I've got that kind of youthful naivety and- Which is I a mean, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really did think Me Too movement, that's it. We get it, we've said it, we've hashtagged it. Let's fucking like put it to rest. That has I, never like, been a better statement for your yeah. generation. <laughs> I know, as soon as I said it, it, I was like, we've hashtagged it, that's it. it. So we've literally it, right? thinking Heels. the same thing. <laughs> I watched you both look at me like, oh, that's so Generation Z. Generation <laughs> Z. Yeah, I'm not even a millennial. Well, I mean, I'm cusp millennial. I think I probably am slightly more millennial. But by technicality, Gen Z guys. Is that what they're calling you guys? I'm a Wayne. You're, I know you're a Wayne, I'm a wee but Wayne. Gen Z is that the thing? Yeah, Gen Z. Is that official? Or did yeah, you just coin that here? <laughs> Let's I see. Mean, we did. We're taking. If it. I did, I'm gonna. Yeah, we're taking. No. It. Cool. Um. So my point was before Gen Z interrupted. I mean, Sorry. can you believe? Typical Gen can Z. Can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gen Z are so much more switched on than millennial. If you look at the the, I'm not gonna. And you've done it this. again. You've just like you just like completely hijacked the conversation. <laughs> Technically, Louise and I are millennial though. Yeah, I know you are. That's why I'm, I'm slating absolutely it. Absolutely not. I'm making a stand. Millennial. In You're any making way. a stand. I'm not actually. I'm just. She's really not. No. No, we're gonna, we're gonna pipe down Gen Z. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, mums. But yeah, getting back to your hashtag, we've done that. Absolutely. And For the me point too. of the event on the 14th was to respond to everybody coming along to our events over the course of a year and telling us what they want to talk about. The result of which is hopefully being some form of manifesto to go into 2019 mm-hmm. with. Uh, a set of principles. Yeah. A set of principles. A wee rule book. Yeah. A wee nasty rule book. A wee nasty a rule, wee book. Nasty rule book. I like that. That is based on what the community at large has told us that's important. What What's important to them. I would Shall like we? to just go back to what okay. you said though about okay. thinking that it was all going to be over and done with. And I find that really interesting that that is where your head went to because I, I actually remember, and I'm sure I said it to you, Louise, in fact, I might even have said it in the first podcast. I had the fear that it was just going to fizzle out and mm-hmm. that nothing was actually going to yeah, change. I do remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, we look at things throughout history and we think we've got forward and then things start kind of going back the way or we get used to the status quo mm-hmm. and then but actually that status quo isn't right because mm-hmm. it's not equal across the board it's not inclusive for everybody that is part of the human race uh, so for me I love that you had that naivety that youthful naivety and I'm not meaning that as a criticism I mean I love that that was your positive outlook on it whereas me kind of going I'm really unsure of how this is going to go because is it going to end up getting used against us in Mm. some way? Because I was really worried that the media could turn it like that. I remember thinking there's lots of things if we're not careful because of the way we were going down certain avenues. And I said this, I think, in the first podcast as well. Like We have to be very astute about how we play it, Mm -hmm. I think, was my concern. And I could see older um, people who have been feminists, equalitists, is that even a word? I don't uh, think so, but we'll make it one for it's the purposes a, it's a make it. <laughs> it is now. Um, supporters of equality across the board who are older than me, I could see them, their anger kind of reaching to different levels or even them like saying to me, you know, that's not 
don't focus on that wee small thing because that's going to take you away and that's going to give the media the power and the tools to turn this movement or these movements against you and there has been a wee bit of it yeah and I think also there's an element of when you've been through the ringer a little bit and that's not in any way shape or form to suggest that Elaine or I are ancient but like absolutely not when you've kind of come into an industry that is very volatile and has a certain power dynamic in play already you kind of just run with it Mm -hmm. and there's no mechanism or structure in place to question that even when you might know in the back of your head subconsciously that a situation that you've been put in is uncomfortable or perhaps that wasn't the right way to be spoken to or whatever it may be that Mm -hmm. you have no power but you don't question it because you're kind of being told and again I should point out that this is particularly rife in our industry and by our industry I mean film and tv theatre but this is true of of most industries probably yeah every workplace or anywhere where there's power dynamics that the patriarchy benefits from um so it's interesting because elaine and i talk about this a lot this idea of like it feels like a long time coming to stick Mm -hmm. your head above the parapet or out of Mm -hmm. your shell or whatever it is it's not that we hadn't harbored these thoughts Mm -hmm. they've been there yeah this whole time simmering away boiling into a sticky caramel of bitterness or whatever (laughs) do you know what i mean it's like they're there we just the toolkit we had to deal with them wasn't about speaking out it was about We'll just avoid that person or don't speak out or... That was actually one of the things you know what that I mean? came up on the night though. Like the space, how you take up your space and when you do it. So for us, for Louise and I, kind of started July 2017. And it started yep. on the whole <clears throat> trying to just find a play forehander for four females written by a female. And we struggled. Mm-hmm. And then that led us in to... A rabbit hole <laughs> of stuff and here we are i know and it's how how are how do we take up our space how do we make spaces how do we make it possible for other people to take up their space as well mm-hmm. i think that that's an interesting one because i find the whole oh if there's not a role for you then write it write your own role mm-hmm. some of us aren't writers and actually why should we have to write our own roles why can't our roles be there? It's not like there's not roles written for other people. Well, it's not just that. Like I always so find that an interesting thing to suggest to someone based on something you just said. We're not all writers. So like, if you can't make your own work, then all you have to rely upon is your talent and ambition and ability to manoeuvre certain situations. Yeah. And that manoeuvring shouldn't involve making yourself vulnerable or... Yeah. exploited so when people offer up well, we'll just make your own work I'm like okay yeah. great that's not in my skill set so what do i do suck that guy's dick yeah what's the alternative here <laughs> sweet like <laughs> i love that that's you make your own work shit i can't i'm gonna suck your dick <laughs> do you know what i mean it's just like well, looking looking at cv can't write but can suck a good dick oh, hi there I, I think thought. my point <laughs> that I was making, I was, we t- we're going to take oh. a nosedive where we're going to stop and we're going to go back to the point at hand. And refocus. Refocus. What? It's not about sucking no, dick. You're, no, but you're right. No, you're right. It just, my point was that I love that we went from like, I can't write that, so I'll just suck a dick. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what does that say about women in our industry <laughs> and literally... for generations actually because we can't just kind of go this is all new this is fucking not new people this is not new no and i think a lot of the time with Everything what I just said was Taylor's old as time. <laughs> Basically, as Damange would say herself. Tall as it may be. I think we should have a like a okay. smash the patriarchy. Before we jingle. do that, can I just ask one question? What is the definition of patriarchy? Because when we do this whole like let's smash the patriarchy, I feel a wee bit guilty just because I'm like, oh god, are we like blaming them? Like, what does patriarchy mean? Like, what is the kind of bracket of that? What, like, what does that actually mean? It, what is the kind of definition of that? And who are we kind of talking to when we say patriarchy? So the patriarchy is a system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is head of the family and descent is reckoned through the male line. So when we talk about the patriarchy, we mean society or community organised via patriarchal lines, therefore father or male being in charge. So for me then, I sometimes feel a wee bit awkward about that because I think, well, are we then um, like blaming all men who are in that kind of like male head? And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with because we all have men in our lives who we love dearly and would never... They wouldn't demonstrate any behaviour that would be aggressive or oppressive towards yeah. us. But when we say smash the patriarchy, what we mean is a patriarchal system is in play in our society. Which what that means is men are in charge. Men have always been in charge since so they could crawl out of caves with spears and hit things that we weren't strong enough to hit. Because I know for a fact that my granddad is the head of my like mum's side of the family. He always sits at the head of the table at Christmas. He is, he like, he's, he's always been patriarch. like- Yeah, he's been the main bread, like breadwinner. But I know for a fact, he is not, he's not someone that I would want to say, we're gonna smash the patriarchy because you are a big mean man. Cause he's a nice man. And he has got three daughters out of four children and a wife that is an absolute smasher she like my grandma is my grandma's like i mean this is the thing like maybe it is a matriarchal society but it looks like patriarchal so i mean this is the kind of conflict i have within myself because i'm like smash the patriarchy like does that instantly put people off because it seems aggressive and it seems i don't know like i just i do get that instant question she's so nasty misha it's steaming. <laughs> steaming bands. How does that happen? After two, two fucking drink. stubbies. I don't Do you know, know how it happens. I tell you how it happens. Did you pour you've a really... really... No, no, it's because you've been at work all day. Yeah, you're fucking exactly. knackered. And we're recording on a Tuesday. The Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday isn't it? Tuesday, guys. So, like, every Tuesday. Everybody's just How scuttered. is it only Tuesday? And it's the middle of January. Oh, fuck tax, guys. Tax. No! Guys, tax. So, all of you out there, have you done your tax? <laughs> we should just... I don't know what that was. It's just like a foghorn. No! <laughs> so, until you called me out, our <laughs> listeners didn't know that that was me. Because I they, well, they no, thought that a chair had moved. <laughs> <laughs> and now they know that I can create a foghorn sound. I mean, to, to, be fair, to be fair. I was still talking and she was silent, so they definitely knew it was you. 
attacks does elicit oh, strange reactions in most of us. That was my strange reaction attacks. And I will do what I do every year. And every year I say, I am not leaving it till the last minute. I will absolutely have it done by the latest, the 23rd of January. Cut to me on the 31st, going fucking mental, not being able to find receipts. And it's like two minutes to midnight and <laughs> in it goes. Directed by Michael Bay. Yeah, Lane's directed in. In tax hell. Um, <laughs> apart from the year, guys, this is just actually a heads up for all of you performers out there. Make sure that when you do all of your stuff and you've loaded it all, that you hit that actual send button. Because two years ago... <laughs> <laughs> I had done it all, got all my money, paid it, thought it was all good. My Wi-Fi went down for a second and I hadn't fully submitted my tax return. They kept sending me letters and I was like, I don't understand what this is about. I've paid my money. I said, like, I've paid my money. I ignored it. Shocker. I ignored it. Q. A £1,500 bill. And me going, what? I said, like, it's impossible. Having an absolute freak out before I'd even made my tax for that year that I was already owed £1,500. So I then phoned and I got a really horrible man, can't remember your name, but then I got a really lovely man called Owen and I explained my situation to Owen and I went, you can see that I did it and I paid it on the date and he's like, yep, yep, but you didn't hit that final button. I was like, I did, my computer went. Did you not check your email box? I went, mate. I don't need to check my email box that you've just taken me for £800. I don't want to know that. Anyway, nice Owen at HMRC sorted it and I didn't have to pay for it. Thanks, Owen! Well, that's a happy ending. That year, your tax woes were directed by my Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> this year, Michael Bay. Year Martin <laughs> don't worry, because uh, even if it was directed by <laughs> you probably no, exactly. still would have. Uh, oh, Jesus. That segues nicely, I feel. Done. Someone shares it and I happen to see it. Wow. I don't watch the award shows. So I uh, I watched the Oscars 
since I was a child. Yeah, me too. Like, literally since I was a child. I think a lot of it for me, though, I used to watch a, the Saturday afternoon matinees, like of old movies with my granny when I was a wee girl. I know. Uh, proper, that's where I got my love of black and white films and all that. Although most of them I now can't watch because they're so fucking sexist. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, you know, Women of the Year, Catherine Hepburn, total strong-ass woman. It's fucking brilliant the whole way through it. She's living her life. She's doing her shit. The husband's falling out. Like, he's just like, you know, whatever. And then he's raging because she's not playing the little wife thing. And she's like, well, fuck you, whatever. And then at the end, of course, they had to change it. And she gives up her fucking career for him and goes and, like, tries to make breakfast for him. Bullshit. Anyways. I was going to say it was a different time, but actually... But actually... <laughs> but actually... Um, so I have absolutely that kind of old school Hollywood glamour always appealed to me probably because of that. I loved old movies and I watched the Oscars from a child. I used to stay up and watch the Oscars when it was yeah. on BBC One. Yeah. And I would stay up and I would stay up till fucking four in the morning, five in the morning, whatever the time it was. I had two hours sleep and then go to school. I still do that. I did it. I've done it the last couple of years. I've not stayed up for the whole thing because like the last couple of years I've had somewhere to be and a job to go to the next morning of some description so I haven't been able to stay up all the way but I yeah. try because I just I, I have the same thing as Elaine like it represents something mm. it represents a dream it represents a, an ideal and a goal you know I don't believe for a minute I'll ever come close to that but it's 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 aspirational it's a sort of I don't know it makes me it represents that thing that I love and I yeah, so I've still got this real, like... And it's really interesting, because I actually haven't watched it now for a few years, because I, A, it's too white, which we'll get onto, um, and just the whole... It's not really about who gave the best performance, and maybe it's never been about that, maybe it's always been the studios buying votes, or the producers buying votes, because that's basically what it's been. For the last it's hard few to years, know that because like if you look at what was it last year, but and that was but that was, it was, well, was in the week. And, yeah, but that was in the week of um, the Me Too and Harvey Weinstein and all of that. Because I, Jennifer Lawrence, babes, absolutely no offense to you whatsoever. I think you're a brilliant actress and a lovely human being. But the year that she won, that like that Elaine talked at. Jennifer Lawrence yeah, is obviously, well, she obviously listening. She is. <laughs> and also, I'm do, I don't want to offend her because I, th- yeah. I do think she's great and I do really yeah. like her. I think she's, but like, I think she knows herself. She was not the, that's not fair because she gave a great performance. That's not what I mean. But you would not have said that that was the Oscar worthy performance in the way that, is that the in that years, yes. Yeah. And the way that in years gone by, that you could go, oh, that was your Oscar-winning performance. Like the year, for example, that Judy Dench didn't win for Mrs. Brown. Mm. Now, of all of those films, she absolutely should have won that year, but it was four Brits and an American. And So I, that whole thing about the idea of, and like, you know, they play the game and the ones that go to all the things. Yeah. Kind of t- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. There's and a it's game like, to there be is played, a game to get played, and I think I just kind of went, oh... I actually thought it was genuinely about who we believed had given the the not the best performance because everybody's um, subjective and it's everybody's personal opinion, but an absolutely powerful, blowing you away, 
whether you like that actor or not performance. And then I realised, oh, it's just another, they just, you can buy, you can buy it. But if you've got Harvey Weinstein yeah. behind you, buying... Some, some years, though, I think, some years, like maybe this is my naivety or my hopeful wistfulness around the Oscars and what they represented to me, particularly at a young age. Um, sometimes I like to think that talent wins out. Like, Olivia Coleman. I can't believe that she campaigned that hard. No, I she don't she believe she did. But again, that's us. We're, we're still in that <clears> week <throat> of making sure that certain points are... Yeah. Like, well, so anyway, this year... So like, this year... Scarlett Johansson nominated twice. Mm-hmm. What's she nominated in? She's got... She's well, up for Marriage for, Story then and... She's up for Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. So this is also the thing with the BAFTAs then, because Margot Robbie has been nominated twice in the Best Supporting category for um, Bombshell and, can somebody tell me what else it was? Uh, it must um, be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Surely. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Now, what do we think about that? Is that even like, like yes, okay, fine, if you turn out two great performances, but surely there's a, that's a that just seems a it bit... It doesn't seem like a fear, like if it's going to be a representation of the talent across, you shouldn't... Yeah, it shouldn't fall to the I mean, same person twice. Well, it, yeah. should be a, like, it should be across the sector how many people are recovering. Across the sector. Do they call it a know. sector in Hollywood? I don't know. Industry. I think, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think you've just come straight from work. Still in Misha's work. come straight from work. I wish you guys could see Misha's face. She's literally disgusted at herself for saying No, it's, it's, it's just so funny. funny. It's such a little unjust. Uh, She's so nasty. Hi. <laughs> It's the three of us again! Oh, oh my lucky, god! Lucky. Two in a row! Holy moly! Just a fair warning to those who do listen on the regular 2020, <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of the three of us together because we've decided that that's what you need in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody needs their gal pals. Yeah. I need to check in. Beautiful segue there, Mish. <laughs> Gorgeous. I'm really gal good pals. at that. You are. I'm so welcome to way. our Galentines. Galentine's. Happy Galentine's. One and all. Yeah. Happy Galentine's. I mean, everyone. Is anybody bothered about Valentine's Day? I mean, because I'm not. I mean, I love no. chocolate. That's, but see, I and li- flowers. Sorry. <laughs> but I'll buy them for yeah, yourself. Yeah, I was going to say you buy them for yourself. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because uh, I like the idea of Galentine's. I like this yeah. new phenomenon that has emerged over recent years of. Um, girls and women being their own valentines for mm-hmm. each other. Uh, I think we've touched on this in podcasts previous with other guests, but the power of female friendship is not to be trifled with. Yeah, it's electric. It is electric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just get a little buzz every time I see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the energy that I just... Gave a sound I would too, also yeah. like to point out that there has been no alcohol taken. Yeah, I know. Yet. So I'm gonna do some sober podcasts from now on. I think that's good. No, do you know please what? don't. This is, it is literally this is the control experiment because we've <laughs> let's face it, the ones that are the three of us, we've always taken a drink. Yes, this is a sober one, so um, it will be up to our audience to compare them and say, actually, guys, does it make it any difference? It's just as much as a riot when you're sober. I have a funny feeling I'm going to sound the exact same, and everyone's going to be like, I don't understand. And the, th- the thing I'm is, I kind of think you might be right. <laughs> it, this is just me. I'm just high 
off the both of you. <laughs> come to me that I get and the buzz that I get from you guys. So I so Galentine's do we want to do we is her street on some Galentine's? Yes, let's do it. Lay it lays down. So the herstory of Galentine's Day started 10 years ago, and Lou knows where it started from. It's from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, of course! Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, in season two of Parks and Recreations, there was an episode um, called, literally, Galentine's Day, and Leslie gets all her gal pals round for brunch and love. So we are having our own. Galentine's. Yes, indeed. It's the P&N Galentine's. Minus the waffles, guys. Yeah, we got no waffles. You've kind of let us down here. Yeah, there's no waffles. But... I hang my head in shame. We have each other, and that's okay. Um, now, this is interesting to me, because this is a big thing now. Galentine's is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a, an example of a TV show doing something, and it seeps into the popular culture in such a way that, like, women do this now. Like, there's a thing... You, like you go and have Galentine's. There's with your, cards. Yeah, with your gal pals. Oh, I love that. So when there's let's cards, not. You know. Well, see, also though, who's making the money off it though? Well, I mean, the male, <laughs> the male card company owners. Exactly. <laughs> I think goddamn. Goddamn Clinton cards. White, the, um, straight. Rich <laughs> the manufacturers of Prosecco, perhaps, are making oh, a they could make it a killing, and rightly so. That stuff's good. <laughs> <laughs> you make your money off the good stuff, just don't take it away. I <laughs> think don't, don't take that off the market. Um, well, I think so, you're safe there. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's really because you know. We talk on this podcast about the importance of the way uh, our media and our culture programs mm. our brains. This is a good example of it. Like, <laughs> it's a good example like, of it. This is, this is now something that people do. It's yeah. just not a commercial um, holiday. Yes. Yes, yes. I do love the idea, though, of celebrating the females in your life on a day about love. Yes. And I really like and that a I lot. I think that's exactly why, when the show did it, it sort of caught a spark. Yeah, it resonated. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, um, and we're talking about this more so now in our culture, about um, the validity of uh, female relationships mm-hmm. as being as important um, as a romantic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this, the, obviously that concept extends to friendships generally. It doesn't need to be uh, female friendships. But I think there is something quite unique and special about female friendships. The strength of them and the fire of them and the importance of them. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's actual studies done of the importance of um, females having time with their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is because not everybody's got a best pal that's a female. And, and that's a real shame. It is. You <laughs> may have a magical gay man, though. A magical gay man, yeah. I've got a magical gay I've man. Got, I've got a few of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You collect them. Yeah, I, I collect them. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it does. Favorite thing about having a female uh, about your female friendships? Do you know what I love? Sorry, I'm just gonna jump right. Yeah. In. Why are you apologizing? I like that. Sorry. That's one of the things I like about yeah, my female that's... friendships. That right there. What happened there? Yeah, Why I are love you that. Yeah, I love that we can call each other out for our bullshit and not take it 
personally and not think that but the calling out of the bullshit came from a place of elevation. It came from a place of Elaine saying to you, you have nothing to apologise yeah. for. You're amazing. Yeah. Don't do yourself down. Yeah. Up, up, up you go. Back up. Back up. Yeah. Yeah. I did a wee wafting of my hand. She did. It was, great. <laughs> it was my beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually not the right sound effect. It was more... That's I liked it. Like, no, I liked, no, I liked the, the first yeah, one. It was more yeah. like bumping it up yeah. like, like ratchets. Yeah. Um, it was like yeah. a tongue pop. Yeah. It was really good. Sassy. Hire me for sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, being in a room full of women and having strong female friendships, you can... I've lost it. I just love it. And come back to me. I was really excited to start with something. And you had I, something. You had something there that it just escaped you. It's all right. We'll come back to we'll it. Come come back it's because you, you interrupted... It's because you... Said sorry, and I interrupted you. Yeah. But I wanted so don't to. Do that again. I won't. <laughs> um, I won't, probably will because I do it all the time. Um, but I didn't want you to apologise because you had nothing right. to apologise for. Yeah. And I am still learning at not to not apologise. Oh, good God, so am I. Yeah. Everyone. Everybody does. Everyone, all women. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure some men do too. I, I, do you know? I really just think it's there's something really. Um, nurturing nurturing mm -hmm. it's like it is a kind of mothering sense and not all not all women are maternal and not all women are nurturing in a, a in a mothering way but the sense of female friendship really has got that if it, I could mean, my brain is doing a visual thing, which feels like a wee mug of hot water being filled, like or a hot water bottle. It's just got that sense. It's more mm -hmm. of a kind of visceral sense of a, a cuddle, a like warm blanket. It's got that, and yes. that's 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 all I've got. I read. Uh, I was. I can't remember <laughs> the the main body of the article. What was called or when I read it, but it was a really funny article that basically. Ha, talked about how a bunch of uh, close female friends who find the time in their busy lives to all go out and they go out for dinner and drinks and they just end up all in a heap wailing and weeping about how amazing each other are because they've spent the whole <laughs> evening bigging each other up until they're emotionally wrecked. <laughs> burst, absolute yeah, burst, absolute burst with the love and the uh, and the and the um, celebration of each other and uh, I, th I thought that was really funny because I think about all the times when I'm in a group of my female friends and you know particularly the three of us are together it's just like no you're amazing no you're amazing you can do it no you can do it and so you just like yeah it's just yeah I know it's insane it's just like if you're ever feeling a bit shit about yourself just go and be in a room with your female pals yeah so I'm really lucky in that uh, I have um, a really great relationship with my little sister um, and I mean, she probably <laughs> she'd be like, "Oh, Helene, you're you're hilarious," but um, <laughs> well, no, like, I, don't, I don't see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, "Really? No." Um, but we do have a really good relationship, and I'm really lucky. Um, we can talk about anything and everything, and that has come with time and age because there's a whole thing of being siblings that comes with that. You are so alike and so polar opposite and know every button to push and press that just drives the other person insane. But my life without her would be awful. 
oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Um, but I think when you find really strong female friendships, it's like that, but yeah. without the button pushing. Yeah. But I think you take it in a different way because there is something with your sibling that deep ingrained in you, they're always going to be connected to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether you speak or not, they are connected to you. But then with your friends, I think it's only over time, really, that those buttons can get pushed. Yeah. Um, because you've built up those that deep connection. And I think if you're lucky enough to find... Um, those female friendships hold on to them. Oh yeah, no, for 100%. love and life. Um, there are also friendships that become toxic over time, and there are also friendships that are there for a season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like any kind of relationship, like friendships operate in the same way. Um, but that's why I think it's really, I'm really quite passionate about the idea of um, the validity of friendship in someone's life. A, a really deep connected friendship like the kind you just described um, as this, uh, on the same level as a romantic partner like I feel like particularly in a heteronormative way like man and wife you know man and mm. woman we, we sort of elevate this um, the romantic partnership particularly in that form to like those are the, like that's the most important person in your life and oh that's just your friend like dinging the friend in favour of the romantic relationship and I'm like no I think they have to be on equal footing mm-hmm. Because your partner cannot be all things to you and everything to you. Um, you need other relationships in your life. Because it's not healthy. It's not healthy, no. Um, you, need, you need various relationships in your life to be healthy, I think. Um, especially deep, important friendships that are on the same level as, as, that, as any romantic partner might be. Because romantic partners come and go, mm-hmm. but friendships tend to be constant. The friendships where you cannot see each other for five, six, seven months a year, oh. two years, and then you're in the same room together and uh, no time has passed. Those and are great. everything is just the same. And I have a couple of those yeah. friendships and I am blessed. Those are special. They are yeah. so special. Um, yeah, I just... Um, I think my favourite part of my female friendships is the sense of sisterhood that you get. And I genuinely mean that in I know they love me. Mm-hmm. I know that they would do anything for me and vice versa. Oh my god. Wow. I got genuinely emotional I there. Like, it's well. just like, it's so true. Yeah, like, but it is. And, like, yeah. you know, like, I have friends who are so close to me. Like, I call them my sister from another mister or whatever. Um, and they've got. Uh, I know, not actually to their faces, just yeah. like you know, generally. But you know, they've had children, and I love those children mm-hmm. like so yeah. much. Yeah, well, yeah, like and so much. It's like, yeah, I almost feel like they are a little part of me. Yeah, because I can't wait to get to tell you the stories of what your mum was like when she was freaking mental at fifteen, or what your mum was like at 25 and we went out and we had a five day party (laughs) you know like I can't wait and you also I think that's so important to grow up in yeah to witness your mum having a relationship outside of the house that is not your dad or your Mm -hmm. mum 
Um, it's not between you and your sister or your brother. It's a totally separate relationship and you see your mum as a different human. Yeah. And that is so vital for boys and girls to be able to see that. So that's my, one of my big faves yeah. about a female friendship. I mean, you know how I feel about Wayne's. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I'm not generally a fan. Grubby little fuckers. But my two female, like two of my female best friends who've had them, I love those kids. I yeah. love them. Because of that, you yeah. what you've just described, Elaine. And uh, my friend, um, I never see her because she's got a toddler and a, and a newborn. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. So, yeah, yeah she's gone. Uh, <laughs> just for just now. But, we, yeah, but we plan, no, we plan ahead. So we yeah. had a girls' night out on Saturday, but that was two months in the making in terms of the planning. So that's how we work it. But, um, yeah, to get to the sort of point relatively quickly is that she said something that genuinely made me tear up in the restaurant, which we were talking about our kid. And he's got, he's got old enough, the first one's got old enough now to be like, you know, say to, are you going to see Louise? Will you take her this? I want her to see this. And then I had to get my picture taken with the thing. He want, so he knows who I am yeah. now and he gets excited and I'm just like genuinely like moved by that. Uh, but she said something. She said, we were talking about them generally growing up and she went, it's just amazing. I just think about it. It's so fascinating. You're just going to know him for his entire life. And I, that sentence just made me tear up because I was yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, I'm alright. Because <laughs> yeah. we're besties and we always will be. <laughs> yeah. I need a moment. <laughs> Can we work for Seco? Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, it's just, yeah. Galentine's. She my Galentine. I love Galentine. her. I love how emotional we all are. <laughs> I know. So nasty. I was telling you mm-hmm. before Misha had all her drama yeah. that. I have been everywhere today. I've had a wonderful day. I've been all over the place. Lots of exotic locations, such as the kitchen, mm-hmm. the living room. Took myself for a wee spa date in the bathroom, you know. Ooh, nice. Oh, I know. Well, it was great. I feel like I've been on holiday. Been all over my house and back again. Gosh, it's a real trek. You went cross-country for I know, it. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It's tiring. The commute is really tiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been struggling. I had... Um, I had actually quite a um, stagnant day. I stayed in the conservatory the whole time. You've got a conservatory, you yeah, posh bitch. And, well, yeah, that's that's the level I'm living at. My mum, um, I'm at my mum's, and she's got the privilege of a conservatory. So, do you know what I just described? Was just like I feel like now you've reduced me to like a wee day out at Presswick, whereas you you're in like. She's in Florida. Yeah, first class all the way. Florida. Yeah, like, remember, have you ever seen people who've posted those pictures when they're in their, like, holiday home in, in Florida? They've got, like, that... It's like a posh conservatory. It's, like, got the pool in it, and they have, like, those, like, weird conservatory pods. Have you seen those? No. It's like that holiday... It's like a... I don't know where it is. It must is be a resort it? in Florida. And people go, and they, literally, it's like a massive conservatory. That's not what I've got. <laughs> I'm so glad that you added that caveat. Oh, conservatory at the back. Oh, it's it's just a shite wee conservatory, so it's just... It's just a shite conservatory. I was sitting on my slabs out the back. Oh, the Mm -hmm. slabs. For those of you that are not Scottish, slabs are slabs. (laughs) I don't know what they are. Bits of concrete. Bits of concrete. Uh, Yes, we've got slabs in our garden and... um, Stay classy, uh, San Diego. We've both sustained very middle class injuries this week. I did my back in trying to do the garden, and Chris went over on his ankle. So this is a learning curve for us both. Don't do the garden. I think is yeah. a lesson. 
It's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Really fucking dangerous. The highlight of my day. You've you've had injuries this week too with all your exertion. Who, me? You had a nap and you came out of it injured. Well, no, I didn't come out of the nap injured. That was came out of my sleep injured. No, I did. I had a nap yesterday when I was in an absolute foul mood. Um, yeah. Did you come out of your sleep injured because you just like woke up like, <gasps> yeah, like at the state true. of the world and just gave yeah, yourself like, whiplash? What that, what that actual fuckity fuck. Um, no, the <sighs> my day was that Ian said that my uh, over FaceTime that my hair looked like a walnut whip. So, oh yeah, I see like it. That. I'm got, I'm got, Our I'm listeners can't see it, but I might take a wee picture so that they can when this eventually goes out. Um, let's just see if we can get Elaine's walnut. Oh, look at her cute little face. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, we'll post that with... Uh, Without a scrap <laughs> of makeup on. You know, she's stunning. Stunning. Look at that face. Look at um, that face. Here, do you know, it's been an interesting ride for me with this whole, like you're at home and then you think well I'll just stay comfortable and not wear makeup but I've actually got to the point now where I'm really enjoying putting on makeup for me mm-hmm. and just every day I'll do myself a little do myself a little eye look I've been doing I have been doing that too but today I just couldn't be arsed and rightly so that's fair because you get that in the normal normal way of the world and all yeah. but it's I've been definitely yeah journey. I've definitely uh, found exactly the same thing, Nish, to the point where I go most of my week, unless I've got a Zoom meeting for whatever reason, um, without any makeup. And then I'll find that I'll throw on just just a scrape of mascara and suddenly I look at myself and I'm like, oh my God, you're a supermodel. Because just like going from like... <laughs> going from no makeup all week and just seeing my puffy idiot moon face with no makeup... Alone with it all week, and then yeah, a wee, a wee bit of mascara, and suddenly I'm like, yes, I'm ready, I'm ready, runway ready. A wee bit of mascara and a bold lip. Mm-hmm. Goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, you need a lot more than that in life, but you know, you know what, you know what, I would, I would settle for mascara, a bold lip, and universal basic income. I just got myself all hot and bothered. Hot and bothered. Hot and not and in a good way. Not in a good not way. Not in a good way because you can bet your bottom dollar I've not been hot and bothered in a long time. It's driving me mad. No <laughs> wonder I'm in a foul mood all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, the other side effect of quarantine. So actually, I read an article about this and um, that one of the top things to get you through quarantine is masturbation. Well, I mean, you're not that's wrong literally there, but what they're just, saying. It doesn't cut the mustard when you're used to something else. Um, well, Excuse you. <laughs> not used to it, I suppose. I'm not like... I mean, I don't live off the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, you know. Bone in here. Sure, there's a joke in there about an excellent source of protein, but I'm not going to make it. Um, <laughs> Good for the skin. How oof, right. Uh what I will say on that a bit of advice for Misha particularly is that she's self-isolating with her family. She's in her family home, so rampantly masturbating from one room to the next <laughs> might be a bit. And that's an image for you all um that you'll never be able to remove from your mind, I can only imagine. Start into mine. But it's a serious thing though, like it's, they're, they're saying that it's one of the things that you should be absolutely doing during this lockdown because of the amount of endorphins that it releases and we are lacking that so severely and mm-hmm. also because we're not getting as much contact 
mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to be self-isolating with your partner and you really like your partner, then that's great. Yes. Um, and obviously they're on a serious note, there's people that self-isolating with their partner is actually horrific for them. Mm. Um, but on the lighter side of it, uh, if you're on your own, battle it. Yeah. Stock up on batteries. Stockpile yeah. those guys. Oh, Never mind the dog, though. It's going to be a bloody nightmare. <laughs> um, now, hang on a minute. This does this. This is a good um, topic, and it's reminded me that uh, you can sign up to OES.com. Yes, you can. OMG. Yes. OMG. Yes. Yes. Sorry, OMG. You should definitely give the clipped test a follow on Instagram. It's at clipped.test. It's Francis Rayner starting a a campaign that's raising the bar for the sex we see on screen. Toot toot. That's what that is the campaign that we need in this world. But part of their campaign, they're um, sharing or they're doing a giveaway for a free subscription to all seasons of OMG Yes. Um, and it's a saintly move because there's no um, sponsorship. They're just going to pay out of pocket because it's a supportive thing for while we're in lockdown to have access to this kind of amazing information. Um, and also, to the clip test. Uh, for those of you who don't know what omgyes.com is, it's the science of women's pleasure, an honest, informative, research-based approach to women's pleasure. Explore what feels good and why. Mm-hmm. And also, this was not a sponsored ad. So if omgyes.com would like to sponsor the podcast, we are open to discussions. Absolutely. 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 Three Always. yeses. Three OMGs. Um, so yeah. masturbation is a good top tip for quarantine. What else you got for us? Oh, gin. Alcohol. For our listeners who don't know, Elaine can't even talk about this stuff. <laughs> Like if we're talking about spooky things, which is really bizarre. Because why did it. we invite her onto this podcast today, Lou? Why is she here? here? Really good point. Why is she here? But I am a fan of true crime, though. Fair. That that and, that counts as scary. And um, podcasts, all of the above. And I did, I, I did watch Blair Witch Project. which is a huge thing for me as we've spoke about on this podcast before because I saw it on Halloween um, in the cinema in Kilmarnock at the 12 o'clock showing with my friends and when I was like 17 and I haven't been able to watch it since because I shat myself so much and was terrified Um, I watched it I'm actually really proud of myself I was not scared (laughs) Good. I'm really proud of you too. Because I like I consume a lot of horror and it takes quite a bit to scare me. And that one's up there. That one's up there in the top four or five of the of the ones that legitimately scared me when I first saw them and still scare me to this day. So I'm yeah. very impressed. Um, yeah, no, I was okay. I um yeah. I think what it, it was really interesting watching it again. 
and obviously with how much we've moved on in general, but how fucking genius it was. Oh my God. So ahead of its time in so many ways. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's, you've not seen it. Oh, Misha. Every time. (laughs) No, this is great though, because you can do it on like, save it for Halloween itself. Because there's a full moon and everything. Yeah, uh it's a blue full moon, people. I will, of course, be watching The Craft also. Mm-hmm. It is um, my my fave. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like all of our episodes are just more homework for me. Oh, well, you, wait, hang on. You've not, you seen, not the seen The Craft. We've had this before. We've done this already. And I'm not. It's, on, it's very high up on my to-watch list. It really is. So what you're telling us, you haven't been doing your homework, basically. I'm not. I, I'm sorry. My dog ate it. No, my cat peed on it. <laughs> Your demon cat. My demon cat, demon cat crawled my out of the helmet. My her hair on it. I um, also feel like I need to be really upfront just before we get further and I have to like do an awkward confession. I've not seen Hocus Pocus. I've not seen... I know. What kind of witch am I? A, a fucking shite one. I know what that. childhood did you have? A um, recent one. <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> Oh, little crotch fruit. Oh, little crotch fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Misha's okay with oh. little crotch fruit. Let's yeah, there's okay. a, a little in joke with us. Yeah. yeah, before you complain. Uh, yeah, it's okay. all fine. This is the bullying. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she picked oh, it. Like, <laughs> oh, God. No, but, no, on a right. serious note, though, like, how have you not seen Hocus Pocus? Because I don't know how I missed it. I really like I rack my brains constantly. Every time I see a meme that I still enjoy because I still enjoy the meme content, I think, how have I actually not seen this movie? And I do think it's just because I think it's a mixture between my mum didn't watch it and my dad's Canadian. So I've got a different I mean, I that that's the only <laughs> that's the only reason I've got that like different heritage in it <laughs> I I'm think Focus start... Focus was pretty big in um, Canada though I'm just gonna start using that as an excuse for everything if anybody's like want me to do something I don't want to do that I'm really sorry my dad's Canadian I, I, I can't do I that can't. I can't I just can't it didn't happen for me right <laughs> okay so you've not seen Hocus Pocus you've not <sighs> seen Blair Witch you've not seen The Craft Mm-mm. what else have you not seen Misha have you seen Adam's Family? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Have you seen Beetlejuice? <gasps> oh I should be vocalising this. I'm shaking my head. They, they keep coming. They I know. keep coming. Why, why are you on this podcast? It should just be me talking yeah, never to never me. Because <laughs> I want to be here and I want to do this homework. I really do. I promise I'll do better for next Halloween. Yeah. Oh my I think god. That's I mean, that it is, is and I did laugh. This is the thing, though. At least I, I can say, like, I screamed and I got a fright and all that, but I certainly didn't stop talking to them. I just kind of then laughed at myself for being such a scaredy cat, because I think if you are, if you are a person like me that gets totally taken in by it all, you need to be able to laugh at yourself. Otherwise, you're never fucking getting out of that house. So. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I. 
love the Scream movies. The first one in particular, I think. Oh, the is, first one is genius. Uh, it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. It's so good. Uh, Kevin Williamson's script is phenomenal. Everyone in it is just incredible. Uh, yeah, I love it. I could watch it again and again and again. I think it's the perfect Halloween movie as well, especially if you're maybe a wee bit nervous uh, or, you know, not too into horror. I think it's the kind of movie that you can... Um, it, it walks can, the fine line between comedy and horror really, really well. Exactly, really yeah, well. totally. And on that note, I'm going to top up my wine. Continue on. I'm going to ask Misha if she's seen Scream because she's sitting there like... <laughs> like it. Glake it as fuck. I yeah. don't think I have. I'm trying to, like, I think when you say scream, I think of scary movie. Oh. <laughs> I've seen all the scary movies. I'm sorry, I'm back. Seen... What the actual fuck? <laughs> I know. Guys, I... This is just chronic, Misha. I don't know what I've done with my life, but it has certainly not been watching all the cult movies I really fucking should have been. I, I don't know where my time went other than being a wee yeah. bag muffin. I think you've lived your life. It's just that your life started relatively recently. <laughs> this, is, this is why I feel for your generation a little bit because all the really good stuff was made before. Like the fact that your generation had scary movie, which is a spoof of what our generation had. And that's a that's a crying shame. And I think, uh, but also this is all good. This is all a good thing because what this means is that you have got all of this to go and watch. I've still got and it to I, look forward to. And it. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I want you to save some of it for when we can all be in the room together. Mascara, a bold lip, and universal basic income. I hope you are all pumped and ready for a fucking great night. <laughs>